This is 8 Minutes, a podcast helping you understand the energy transition in just a few minutes. I'm your host, Paul Schuster. Bloomberg released data last month indicating that electric vehicles now make up 5% of all new cars sold in the U.S. Sound low? Yeah, you'd be mistaken for thinking it was much higher given all the ads and press releases coming from our auto manufacturers. But 5% isn't anything to snooze at. In fact, Bloomberg thinks it's a tipping point for the U.S. They looked at 18 other countries and sales skyrocketed in each country right after that magic 5% number was hit. Take Norway. They hit 5% in 2013, and now EVs make up 84% of their market. Or Iceland, which hit 5% in 2017, and now over half of all their new vehicles are EVs. So what's needed here in the U.S. to get those numbers up? Are we already on our way, or where are all the bottlenecks in the chain that could keep us from transitioning over? Eight minutes. It's how long it takes the sun's rays to reach Earth, or, since this is an electric vehicle episode, it's how long it takes a Tesla Roadster to zip on past 33 miles at top speed. Let's get it on. Tesla's market cap, as of today, is something on the order of $480 billion. Ford, one-tenth of that at $47 billion. Is it any wonder that you're seeing ad after ad about Ford's push into electrification? Say what you will about sustainability and climate change, but the invisible hand of the market is a huge motivator for legacy auto manufacturers. The future of mobility is electric. Ford is scrambling to catch up, investing $22 billion into electrification over the next three years. And that investment is starting to pay off. Their release of the Ford F-150 Lightning was a bombshell, selling out its initial run within days. By late last year, there were over 200,000 pre-orders for the truck, and Ford twice had to revise their manufacturing capacity. With their original estimate of 40,000 trucks per year, now targeting closer to 150,000 vehicles. GM, not far behind. Their Chevy Silverado debuted at over $100,000 per truck and still sold out in 12 minutes. Look, EVs are hot and the market is obviously there for them. But $100,000 for a truck? It's going to be tough to get much beyond 5% penetration if costs don't come down. A lot. In fact, there are basically three things that the EV market needs to do in order to really see adoption accelerate. One, Get prices down. The average EV price in the U.S. is $66,000, according to Kelly Blue Book. The average internal combustion car, an ICE car, $47K. So yeah, that EV number is going to need to come down. The good news is that it has been falling and falling fast. A big chunk of the upfront cost of an EV is in the battery packs used. But the cost of these packs have been dropping crazy fast. From 2016 to 2019, the cost for batteries dropped by 50%. It's like the solar market all over again. And then COVID hit. The pandemic has not been kind to the battery price curve, mainly because so much of this technology is manufactured outside of the U.S., primarily in China, and COVID was not kind to supply chains. Bloomberg estimated that battery costs actually rose in 2022 to $138 per kilowatt hour. Now, to put that into perspective... They estimate that battery packs will need to be around $100 per kilowatt hour in order to reach parity with ICE cars, something that once looked possible to achieve by 2023, and now maybe by 2027. 
The thing is, the upfront cost of EVs can be pretty breathtaking, but it isn't just a one-to-one comparison with ICE cars. For one thing, the Inflation Reduction Act created huge incentives for EV purchasers, funneling up to $7,500 in tax credits to offset that initial cost. And savvy consumers will realize that their operating costs will go down too. I mean, obviously the ability to get away from $4 gas is a plus, but EVs simply aren't as expensive to maintain as regular cars either. For one thing, you don't need an oil change if you don't have gears, right? And then there's the whole opportunity to plug your car into your house and act as your own personal backup power source in times of emergency. Ford's F-150 Lightning brags that it can keep a home powered up for about three days. Heck, GM even built a new division, GM Energy, because they see so much potential in the grid-to-vehicle-to-home ecosystem. Okay, aside from price or, or value... The second thing that needs to happen to drive adoption is going to be increased access to charging. Now, this isn't a surprise. The number one concern facing EV buyers has always been range anxiety. That fear that you'll run out of juice out in the middle of nowhere and away from the nearest plug. The ICE car, they have gas stations on almost every corner. There are over 115,000 gas stations in the U.S. and about eight pumps per station. That's almost a million pumps helping keep our automobiles fueled up and on the road. EV chargers, about 140,000. The Biden administration, though, is tackling this head-on, investing $7.5 billion into EV charging infrastructure as part of the bipartisan infrastructure legislation from 2021. The goal? Add another 500,000 chargers and make it a lot easier for drivers to find a refueling station. (laughs) Okay, and aside here. There are basically four different kinds of charging setups for EVs. On one hand, you can just plug it into your wall and charge it that way. It takes about a day to charge up your vehicle. A level two charger, which is what you'll find in that Whole Foods parking lot over by your mom's, that'll charge you up in a couple of hours. Level three fast charging out on the highway, that'll do the trick in about 30 minutes. And then there's extreme fast charging, which is a new technology that exists more in a lab space than commercially, but it has the potential to charge up a car fully within only 10 minutes. Obviously, the faster and safer we can get these cars charged, the easier it will be to overcome some of that range anxiety. All right, last point. The third thing that the market needs to do to drive EV adoption, it's to build the power grid to manage it. Our electrical infrastructure wasn't designed for this heavy, heavy load at the residential meter. It's not that the individual house can't handle it, But the overall grid needs to be re-engineered around EV charging, especially EV charging at night. I was in a meeting a couple of years ago with a prominent utility, and they told the story of a wealthy neighborhood where multiple homes had purchased EVs. The cars would all get home around 6 p.m. every day, and every single one would plug in at the same time. Huge surge of demand, and the transformer serving that neighborhood had blown three times already. Look, Utilities and regulators are looking hard at the ramifications of electric vehicle adoption. If Bloomberg is right, and we're now at the accelerating tipping point for the market, the reality is is that it's all going to come crashing to a halt if the basic electrical distribution infrastructure isn't upgraded and managed to ensure that it can meet the new load. The electric vehicle market is poised to grow quickly. The Biden administration has laid out an ambitious plan to have 50% of all new vehicles be electric by 2030, up from that 5% today. 
But if it's going to get there, the market needs to continue to invest in driving down battery costs, installing more and faster charging stations, and upgrading the existing electrical distribution grid to the point where it can handle this new electric load. Can it be done? Oh sure, but there's still a lot to do. I'm Paul Schuster, and this has been your 8 Minutes.